time for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. So wake me up Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.08 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, August the 6th, 2022. Welcome to Saturday Morning Coffee. I am, of course, Reese Boyd, your host for the program, also a an attorney here in town with the firm of Davison Boyd, Attorneys at Law, as I am every Saturday at this time. I'm your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, leading you through this excursion into broadcast excellent current events, all the things that we think you need to know here at Saturday Morning Coffee. We invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee. Join us as we talk about the news, current events, everything happening in this crazy, broken world that we think you need to know here at Saturday Morning Coffee. As you guys already know, we're all about limited government, lower taxes, all the things that mean more freedom, more freedom for you, more freedom for me, more freedom for all of us who are we the people. We've got a country to save, folks, and it starts right here this morning in this studio, right there, wherever you are listening to the sound of my voice, and right Wherever you're, the rest of uh, uh, all of us are is where it starts. We all have a responsibility for saving this country, folks. It's ours to lose or ours to save, as Benjamin Franklin famously observed. What have you done lately to save the country, to pass along a better country to your children? Joined here in the studio this morning, as always, by producer extraordinaire, Dr. Glenn Dye. Dr. Dye, how are you doing this morning? Good. Freedom for everybody. Freedom for everybody, man. What is wrong with freedom? <laughs> Nothing's wrong with what freedom. What is wrong with a little it. freedom? I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a precious uh, commodity, and it's in uh, it's in great demand, and it's also in decline. Unfortunately, think about this, folks. Every time government gets bigger, every time government spends another trillion dollars on this thing or that thing or the other thing, every time the public sector grows, the private sector shrinks a little bit, and your freedom is diminished because it's a it's a it's a zero sum game, folks. On a certain level, the government can't continue to get bigger. And control more things and provide more things without taking away from you some of your freedoms. So keep that in mind when you hear about these massive building back better wow. budget reconciliations. It's really, um, really insane. It it's is. really insane what they're trying to do with the federal government. Yeah. yeah. Wanna, we want to spend a couple more billion. Uh, we want to stop inflation. It, yeah. yeah. That, that's By the, printing more money. Yeah. Yeah. That's the funny thing about it. That makes it. perfect it, sense it, to it, me. It doesn't makes sense to very many people and i um i i think of what a waste of time it is but well uh, no. you know as we've talked about on on this show before glenn several times you know the the problem with inflation the the, the issue that gives rise to inflation is too many dollars chasing too few goods and services around the economy mm-hmm. the only way that you can reduce inflation is to get rid of some of your money, contract your money supply, which is a challenge. You're going to, who's, whose money are you going to take? But, uh, you can make the money supply smaller or you make the quantity of, you increase productivity. You make the quantity of goods and services available in the economy more. And right now, what are you hearing about? You're hearing about, um, uh, Walmart 
cutting staff, cutting back. Profits are profits are being uh, dwindled in in retail and other uh, industries by this rampant inflation that we're experiencing. They're cutting back. They're bringing people out of the workforce. People are less productive. People are working less. Goods and services, instead of creating more of them, we're creating less of them. We're, we're, we're compounding the problem. We're in a vicious cycle. And, and to remedy all that, this Congress wants to print more money. But, but Reese, it's going to be okay because we, last month we had the best job numbers in like the history of the world. Oh, well, if you believe more, that. More people are at work now than ever before in history. Is what Joe Biden told us. They've they've finally recovered all the jobs, Mm -hmm. if you believe them, (laughs) that they lost to COVID. Right. Right. But here's the thing, Glenn. Ask your typical family. And and I think the job market is a little bit wonky right now. It's Mm -hmm. not it's not typically where we would expect it to be in a in an economy that is teetering on the brink of or in, as we would argue, a recession. I think we're in a recession. Um but the funny thing is, put all the COVID stuff aside. Ask people, are you better off? today than you were in 2019? Are you having an easier time paying your bills or are you having a harder time paying your bills? And virtually everyone I know is having a harder time making ends meet. 2019 was not a bad time. I think we were all living pretty large. Mm-hmm. But but if you... Buck 79 gas? But if you ask somebody that's on that far left, they're going to lie to you and tell you everything is great. No, well, listen, I, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 you, I dude, get there, that. There's sometimes you just, you can't, they they can't see the writing on the wall. For purpose, and I don't for, know why. For purposes of this discussion, let's make a radical assumption and let's assume we could get a thousand Americans to be completely honest with us. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right, yeah. Just for giggles. <laughs> so if we could get a thousand, let's, let's expand the sample size. Let's say we could get a million Americans to be completely honest with us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Out of a million Americans, if you could get them in a room, get them to be completely honest with you and say, are you better off today? Are things easier today than they were in 2019, pre-COVID, right, at, the, right. at, at sort of the, let's call it the the zenith of the Trump presidency? Dollar eighty-seven gas. Yeah. 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 Are you better off now? Yeah. How many of those million Americans would honestly tell you they're better off today than they were in 2019? Right. A million. A million? Well, not. There wouldn't be a million. I would. I would venture to say you could count them on one hand. I just don't think people are doing better. I think. I think everybody that I talk to—clients, friends, family—just people that I bump into in the coffee shop. Yeah, Glenn. It seems as though it's just tougher right now. I mean, doesn't matter where you go. You go to the gas station, the the grocery store. It doesn't matter where you go. Everything is up. Everything is up. Yeah. And of course, shipping is up, which is one of Walmart's issues. You know the amount of the amount of cost now with shipping raises the cost on everything, and yeah. people just aren't going to buy as much as they used to. And 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 some of it is unique. I mean, have you tried to buy a new car lately? No. I mean, it, it's I had a funny experience. Uh, you know, buying a car, and a friend of mine who's a car dealer sent me a note, and it showed they were shopping a car. They're they're shopping cars at ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars over MSRP. Over wow MSRP. And these are dealers moving cars around amongst themselves. So if you want, if you're a dealer and you're trying to put your hands on, for example, uh, a Ford F-150 Lightning, you might have to pay twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars $25,000 over MSRP to get the car on your lot. Wow. I mean, it's a, it's a crazy broken world and, but- and 
you can get a great deal on a car if you don't need those chips that are missing. Oh, like, yeah, if you, you don't know, need your, chips. Your heated seats won't work, and maybe your windows won't roll down, but it's okay. It will give you a discount on that. You know, I, it's it's funny, Glenn. I, I, I did, there's a few things that, that get my attention. Whenever I pass uh, a Jeep, yeah. I love Jeeps. I, I, whenever I pass Corvettes, Corvettes get my attention. Yeah. Uh, but I was, I'd been looking for a Jeep for a while, and, and I happened to see one. And when I say Jeep, to me, I mean... A Jeep. I don't mean old the old school. I mean old school. I mean like Renegade. CJ. Yes. Saying, yeah. CJ five. CJ seven. The original Jeep that was built uh, to you know bring the bring the citizen Jeep home from war. Right. That was the uh, you know that was the, the the one the one that was that was so common back in say the eighties, the late seventies, the CJ fives, the mm-hmm. CJ sevens. Those are the ones I remember as a kid. That uh, is not. They're not easy to come by. They're they're getting increasingly hard to find. Anyway, I, found, I saw one on the roadside. I went and I looked, and I had it I had it uh, checked out by a mechanic. It was at a dealer, and you know you don't want to overpay for a car. You don't want to ever. But but I don't I don't I don't ever want to overpay for anything. So I went and had a mechanic uh, check the vehicle out, and I I asked him. I said, "What would you pay for it?" And, and I got uh-huh. three mechanics, you know, in the room. There, there. One said. One gave me a number, another one gave me another, number, and a, and the third one gave me a third number. And they were it, they were lined up. They weren't the same number. They were you know it was uh, they were uh, a little bit apart. So I took the two numbers, the two high numbers, and I went back to the dealer and I said, "Look, I'll, I'll give you the mid range of these two uh, of these two numbers." He said, "No, nah, no, nah, I can't do that. Can't do that." The, the, he said, "We paid," you know, tell me what he paid for it. And I'm like, uh, "No, dude, that's not right." <laughs> It's not right," he said, uh, and so we 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 dickered around a little bit. But the funny thing is, everything costs too much money these days. You can't if you if you want to get a deal, it's like they're they're just not there. Mm-mm. They're not there. If you're look if you're a, if you're a bargain shopper, you know now who knows full full on recession depression comes. Maybe we'll get well. Maybe we'll have some deals. Yeah. But none of us will have any money. So you've seen the car ma- Carfax commercial where the guys are they're sneaking out to the car and they're hidden in bushes because they paid too much for their car. Oh yeah, use yeah, Carfax exactly. And I thought, well, what did, what did you tell your neighbors for? Yeah, yeah, that you paid too much. So you know, I, the one thing I will say, Glenn, I'm just happy this week. It's a it's a tough time. I think we are folks are struggling, but I'm very happy that Nancy Pelosi and the PR oh. the PRC did not blow the did not blow the world up. Um, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. But there are ramifications for it. You know that, and that's ridiculous. Yeah. So, folks, it is Saturday morning coffee. A lot to talk about here on the show today. We've got a great show coming up for you. We've got uh, a couple of our uh, good friends from Coastal, excuse me, Christian Academy. Kate Cannon, head of school, and Nancy Henry with Christian Academy are going to be talking to, talking to us in the second hour about. Christian Academy. We're also going to be joined in the second hour by Dave Wilson with Palmetto Family Council and some things going on with uh, Palmetto Family Council here in the great state of South Carolina. A lot to talk about uh, before we get to them, though, so stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. Liz Callaway here for Conway Ford, your hometown dealership and winner of the 2021 Ford President's Award. To earn the President's Award, dealerships must exceed customer expectations. 
in every department. And that's exactly what we do at Conway Ford. Whether you're buying a vehicle, getting one serviced, or just doing some window shopping, we want your experience to be a memorable one. Our buying experience is better than our competitors. We guarantee it. For the best buying experience, take the short drive to Conway Ford and let us exceed your expectations. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're talking today with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson Real Estate Team. Greg, a question that's on a lot of people's minds is what's going on with this real estate market? Is there a bubble? Do you see a crash coming or a rise in foreclosures? That's the question people want to know, Reese. Foreclosures, are they coming? Well, 82% of all the folks that were in forbearance coming into COVID are out of forbearance, meaning they've worked it out with their lender. The remaining 18% that haven't, they have massive equity in their home. So even if they can't make their payment, they're able to sell their property and still put money in their pocket. So no, we don't see a foreclosure crisis coming. But call me to talk about your situation. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team, EXP Realty at 843-251-2693 or reach them online at gregsisson.com. It's Greg Sisson and the Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. That's great, it starts with an earthquake, birds and snakes and airplane, Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane, listen to yourself, churn world, so the song needs, dummy, serve your own needs, beat it up and knock, speak, grunt, no strength, the ladder starts to clatter with fear, fight down, high choir and a fire representative seven games in a Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. I really did think it was the end of the world as we know it. Glenn, I thought Nancy Pelosi was going to get us all blown up for a while there. Brilliant. Brilliant maneuver. Yeah. Um, there goes but, their climate uh, issues, too. They've you know backed out of these climate talks. Oh, yeah. All so, that, you know, all that. and China's one of the, the biggest contributors to world Oh, yeah. They're pollution. the worst. They're they, yeah, they're carbon, in India. I mean, well, yeah. India is a close yeah. a, a, a close second, or maybe they, India may even have them beat by a little bit. But I think they're a close second. But yeah, yeah their carbon footprint is many times bigger than ours. They're 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 belching uh, coal fired power and all kinds of uh, fossil plant. They manufacture things over there and then oh, ship yeah. them to the United States because RPA our EPA um, laws are too broad. Um, guess what? China is going to do whatever the heck they want. They just said, screw you, United States. Um, you should have listened to us. Should have listened. Yep. And, you know, the interesting thing, I can only imagine it probably did not help Taiwan. I really was I was trying to put my head inside the minds of the leadership of Taiwan. I'm, and we were laughing about this on the Liz Callaway show on Friday. I'm sitting there thinking they don't 
really want her to come, I don't think. They should have said, don't come, but yeah. it could have been just like the border. You know, the president's been telling them, don't come, yeah. don't come. Don't come. But they just keep coming. So if they said, don't come, Nancy probably would have gone anyway. You know, if I'm Taiwan, I'm thinking, uh, eh, Miss, Mrs., Madam Speaker, we send you many gifts. Please, don't. we send you many gifts. Yeah. Don't come. Stay home. And for what? Yeah. What was what, the reason, the purpose? was? What did we get out of that? What did she accomplish? Nothing. They've lost uh, an edge or at least a uh, the chance for talks. It's out the window now. The pollution, we might as well just give up, man. I she mean, proved that she could go if she determined yeah. to go. Yeah. And she narrowly averted war. That remains to be seen. But other than that, I don't think we accomplished much. And I don't think we did much for Taiwan by uh, making a, a joyride I think to the, that, I to the think country. There the are China, other ways. There I are think other that ways the to China establish. will invade yeah. Taiwan faster, at a faster rate now yeah, I think, than it's exactly. set it up. You said it better than I did. I, th- I think what, by her actions, by their actions, and, and by the mixed signals that the United States has sent. Because on the one hand, you had Nancy Pelosi as if, you know, throwing caution to the wind i'm flying to taipei if you want to shoot me out of the sky shoot me out of the sky meanwhile you've got the department of defense and the white house going oh my gosh we don't we don't we don't condone this behavior we don't we don't agree with this and i'm thinking uh this is one area where the united states of america should actually be united and you can't have one branch of government saying one thing and another branch of government saying something else to a foreign power least of all the people's republic of china that's just basic. I mean, this is just State Department 101. This is not this is not rocket science. And their exercises now, they are showing their weapons oh, yeah, they're, off. They're, I mean, and you know China has just been stockpiling oh my gosh. weapons. They've got they've got more than we do. And and there were several articles I didn't really pull anything out because it's not but the general gist of the commentary this week in the in amongst the folks who watch these things whom I trust, Glenn is that frankly we are not prepared for a war with China. No, we have not. stretched no. our military. We have uh, we have gone woke with our military. Right now, you've got uh, a Secretary of Defense who's more interested in promoting gender equality, gender equity, diversity, inclusion, transgender awareness, mm-hmm. and offering you know uh, drag queen parade opportunities at military bases. Hey, and he the- is an assuring that we can fight a war with the people's republic of china and survive it and, and prevail not enough people are signing up yeah and we've got a whole other issue that's forces. A, yeah. but but the good thing is if you have a mental problem it's okay they'll accept you now meanwhile yeah meanwhile <laughs> some of our most trained most highly valuable individuals some of our special forces some of our most accomplished pilots are being dismissed summarily losing their retirement because they don't want to take a jab that it is now becoming increasingly scientifically obvious is not effective well and it was experimental why would you and they you know the elite decided they didn't want to take this and uh, yeah we lost uh, a lot of people out of our military that have not been replaced Um, we've sent all of our well a lot of our weapons over to ukraine what is our yeah. What's our what's our what's the, what's the plan what's, here? What's the progress on replacing <laughs> all of those? Plus, we left eighty billion dollars of equipment in Afghanistan. The, the, Glenn, you, you keeps... think you think about all this, and you tie you try to digest it and synthesize it, and bring it all into sort of one meaningful, coherent thought. And the only thing I can come up with is that we've all taken some sort of national suicide pact. <laughs> yeah, I mean. 
I'm thinking, show me the plan, folks. What's what's the plan? Afghanistan, Ukraine, PRC, Nancy Pelosi, Taiwan, uh, wokeness in the military, declining readiness, kicking out our best and most able servicemen, pilots, special forces members because they won't take a stupid jab that never worked to begin with? I mean, are you kidding me? Well, it kept you out of the hospital. Well, yeah. Well, that's a whole other story. By the way, that is uh, supposed to be the subject of this segment was a COVID update because it is the end of the world as we know it and we feel fine. But one of the things you mentioned, Glenn, is this anomaly in the labor market. I just wanted to share with folks great article this morning in the Epoch Times. I say yet this from Friday in the Epoch Times anomaly in the employment statistics grows how many Americans actually work. Um, as we were just talking about in this weird economy that we're in. Over the past months, an unusual phenomena has emerged. When surveyed by government, employers reported they've been rapidly adding people to their payrolls. But when the government surveys Americans, fewer say they actually work. The discrepancy between these two survey results has grown in magn- in, in, to a magnitude virtually unseen for more than 50 years. On August 5, the Bureau of Labor Statistics reported 528,000 jobs created in July, a blockbuster figure leaving prognostications in the dust. However, the labor force participation rate, which includes people working and looking for work, declined from 6.2 per- 62.2% in June to 62.1% in July. Uh, moreover, since pay- since uh, since April, payrolls have grown by nearly 1.7 million jobs. But at the same time, total employment level has dropped by 170,000. So they're they're trying to figure out what the meaning uh, and and what all this uh, results from. The paradoxical re- results it says results from the sources of data, two different surveys that measure somewhat different things. The employment level data comes from the Census Bureau's household survey, which asked people. Whether they are currently working, the BLS uses those results to produce the monthly unemployment rate. The payroll data comes from the BLS establishment survey that asks companies how many people they employ. Uh, But the bottom line is uh, that this article uh, concludes is that the the market is is a a strange combination right now, but that the economy is not in this wonderful condition that the labor force uh, numbers would sometimes tend to indicate. I mean, we do have, you can go out and get a job at the moment, but at the moment, the economy is also shrinking. So one would anticipate that those opportunities are going to be more limited in the future and that they will continue to shrink unless we do something to fix the economy, fix inflation and stave off uh, this recession that we're in. So it's a, it's a, it's a weird economy because we're in a recession, but we're still, feeling this i think the structural effects of recovering from the covid shutdown but the cnn experts say that we're not in a recession because you can't be in a recession adding this many employment numbers well <laughs> they, they they want to change the definition yeah they do Bi- biden would love to change the yeah. definition but i think uh in point of fact the economy is shrinking yep. and it has shrunk now for two quarters yep. and by all historical relied upon measures we are in a recession yeah but what's history what, what's history yeah, history mystery yeah and take down some statues and get rid of so we uh, we did not get to our covid update in that segment but we'll pick it up after the break okay we'll pick it up after the break a uh, lot more to talk about here on saturday morning coffee folks stick with us i'm reese boyd that's glenn die we'll be right back
local news, and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee here on Talk 94.5. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. You can tune in to Talk 94.5 every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 for all the great conservative talk and content that you've come to expect on Saturday Morning Coffee. But for all of your personal and business legal needs, I hope that you will give us a call at Davis and Boyd to discuss how we can assist you. From business litigation, business consulting, estate planning, personal injury, including motor vehicle collisions, probate litigation, trust disputes, whatever your litigation or other legal needs may be, give us a call to see if our legal team of professionals at Davis and Boyd can assist you with those needs. Call me, Reese Boyd, at 843-839-9800 or reach us online at davisboydlaw.com. It's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law, ready to be your choice for lawyers here on the Grand Strand. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're here today talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services. Scott, I've met with you many times with client conferences, and I I hear you talk about collaboration. I know you've been in this industry for more than 30 years. What is it that sets Pyle Financial Services apart, and how do you use collaboration when working with the clients you serve? Well, it's really important that we get to know the other experts in our clients' lives, their tax advisor, their legal advisor, and that we give a platform of collaboration that makes it comfortable for the other experts, the other advisors in our clients' lives. So we bring forth a plan that is appropriate for them. Folks, that's great financial advice from Scott Pyle and Pyle Financial Services. If you'd like to consult with a team of experts who can help you reach your financial goals, reach them online at pylefinancialservices.com or reach them anytime at 843-945-4480. Pyle Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member FINRA You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour 737 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us here on the big show. Never gave out the phone numbers this morning. We actually had somebody dial in, but they uh, did not stick with us. They hung up. But you can call the show 843-903-2945 is the call in line. You can also text your comments to us on the PCRX Mobile Outfitters text line. That number is 843-798-TALK. That is uh, 843-798-8255. You can tweet your comments to the show. At Reese Boyd is the Twitter handle. You can also email us. ReeseBoydSMC at gmail.com is the email address for the show. Got a few things in the mailbag this week. We'll try to get to those at some point. May not get to them today, but... Comments, show topics, all kinds of suggestions, always welcome and well-received on the uh, email for the show. That, again, is SMC at gmail.com. You can also call 
me during the week, normal business hours. Not everybody likes to talk on Saturday mornings. Uh, that's okay. Normal business hours, Monday to Friday, is the day job. That's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. The number there at the law firm is 843-839-9800. 843-839-9800. Always like to hear from you guys. Love to hear from listeners who enjoy Saturday morning coffee. Always like to talk about show ideas, topic ideas. And if, of course, we can help you with uh, your legal needs, always happy to to hear from you as well. So feel free to give us a call anytime at Davis and Boyd if we can be assistance to you there. Again, that's 843-839-9800. We were uh, talking just before the break about various uh, quasi-COVID related things. One of the things I wanted to chat about this morning is a sort of a COVID roundup on the information that is coming to light on the COVID vaccine. Not say this repeatedly on the show, folks. So the truth is the only thing that we have uh, to, to, to go for. And sooner or later, I believe the truth uh, will set you free. By the way, um, uh, we've got a, several of you commenting on the PCRX computers, mobileoutfitters.com text line already this morning. I wanted to mention Albert Gordon, the golf guy, the Virginia gentleman, Cadillac Gary. Uh, quite a few of you checking in this morning. We're, we'll try to get to those comments as well. So thank you all for Checking in with us here on Saturday morning coffee this morning, but uh, the truth is, uh, is as the as we say in the courtroom, folks, facts are stubborn things, and it's always been my belief that sooner or later, uh, the truth will be known about this uh, vaccine and and the method by which it has been uh, brought to bear, and the way that we've all had our arms twisted in an effort to get us to uh, to take it. Uh, it was asked of me this uh, just this yesterday on the Liz Callaway Morning Show. Liz asked, she said, she asked me if I had had the uh, vaccine, and I said, uh, and I said, no. I said, I've not had the vaccine, and, and, and I said, you know, when the vaccine came out, I was naturally skeptical. Anytime uh, human beings get together and rush to build something uh, and put a project together of that scale— of that scope, and they do it in the time period that the president was directing them to get it done, we should be skeptical. And when they started uh, rolling the vaccine out, as y'all will recall, they rolled it out to the higher age ranges first, and they were moving down the scale. So they weren't going to get to me for a while anyway, and I was fine with that. I didn't want to rush uh, to get out uh, the vaccine. I was, I wanted to take a wait and see approach. We call that healthy skepticism, Glenn. Um, I agree. We, we should all be, uh, <laughs> there, 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 there's a reason the skeptic, the skeptic is described as healthy because the first one in line is often the guy that figures that helps the rest of us figure out, uh, the problems with the drug in question. So I wasn't in a huge rush. And by the time they got around to offering me the drug. I had read enough and and studied enough that I had real concerns about it. And you made the decision with your doctor. Yeah. Well, and eventually, before I got comfortable enough with the idea of getting the vaccine, I'd had COVID, frankly. Right. And I'd studied and I thought, well, this if that's what COVID is, I'm good. Well, okay. Then Dr. Fauci said in 2014 that nothing, no vaccine can do better than natural immunity. And I, and remember? I, re- I remember? read, yeah, remember exactly. And not only that, but I read the Israeli study that said I was 27 times better off with natural immunity than with any vaccine. Right. And so I thought to myself, well, if I've got natural, and I talked to my, and as you said, I talked to my, my physician and I told her, I, 
she knew that I'd had COVID. She looked at my my uh, blood test. My antibody uh, results were strong. Um, I had a, a strong antibody response. She said, "Yeah, you made a rational decision. Don't get the vaccine." But but Reese, those antibodies wean. Remember. You, you got to get boosted, man. You got to get boosted, man. You need to be triple vaxxed. You got to get double vaxxed, double boosted, man. And and the 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 fact, Glenn, is that we're on a revolving door. We're on a, we're on a merry-go-round, mm-hmm. you know. And so and it, and it occurred to me this week, as you said, there's no end to the shots. There and the, and the, and the fact is now the vaccine is chasing an organism that no longer exists. <laughs> you know the 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 original Wuhan strain of the vaccine is long since gone and i you know if you read some of the articles that are coming out now there, there's a reason why the vaccines are the efficacy is falling every you know the the efficacy numbers are not only bad now but they're dropping okay so why is that and the, the only logical reason that i can surmise is that the, the the vaccine was built for the virus when it was first developed and and in, in subsequent strains and they've not been able to respond to changes the evolution of the virus but for whatever reason the efficacy numbers are bad and they're dropping and uh charlie kirk tweeted this week he noted this from the experience in australia he said over 96 percent of the adult population this was just uh, about two days ago over 96 percent of the adult population in australia is fully vaccinated more than 70 percent are boosted and yet they just set a new record in covid deaths and so you're you're seeing more and more that the the sort of people are realizing that the emperor the emperor's got no clothes that the, the whole thing was an absolute uh, scam. It's a narrative, and I think what what we're ultimately going to find is this was more about uh, managing the public and developing mechanisms to control the public and to influence and and to gain power for our government to influence and gain power over us. Than it was about truly solving a problem because if you look at some of the this uh, clip from tucker uh, caught my attention and i want to share this with you guys this is uh tucker and tucker is it starts with a brett bear quote with anthony fauci on brett bear but it's 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 from the tucker carlson program fascinating little segment from tucker carlson take a listen to this glenn it's about two minutes um, menstruating cycles and how that is affected by vaccines. That's Brett Bauer talking to Fauci. Yeah, though, well, the menstrual thing uh, is is something that seems to be quite transient and, and temporary. That's the point. That's one of the points. We need to study it more. Oh, we need to study it more. This <laughs> we is need to study it more. It's just like human fertility, reproducing the species, the most important event in most people's lives. We need to study it more. Oh, but it's too late. We just forced millions of women to take that drug. Sorry. So how did they release a vaccine and then make it mandatory when they didn't understand the long-term effects of the drug? That's a very good question. Here's Deborah Burks. She's the former White House COVID response director, again on Fox News. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection, and I think we overplayed the vaccines, and it made people then worry that it's not going to protect against severe disease and hospitalization. It will, but let's be very clear. 50% of the people who died from the Omicron surge were older, vaccinated. What? Can you believe that? Quote, 
Yes. <laughs> I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. Really, Deborah Burks. But somehow you forgot to mention that as people were being fired from their jobs for not taking this on the premise that if they took it, they would never be infected. When do you get criminally charged? Soon, we hope. And then there's the effect of the COVID vaccines on the elderly, the population most at risk. According to the Lancet, no less than... Established medical journal. ...around Joe Biden's age are 80% more likely to become sick after taking the COVID shot as compared to unvaccinated people. Wait, what? 80% more likely to become sick after taking the shot that was supposed to prevent them from getting sick? How is this not the banner headline? It's being ignored. Yeah, that, that's the, the key. And you have to ask yourself, folks, why is that being ignored? The Lancet. Uh, we're not talking about, uh, you know, a, a rag on the Internet. We're talking about an established medical journal now reporting that you're 80 percent more likely to get sick if you've had the vaccine. It's, it's, in, it's totally the reverse. And, I, and so I think, Glenn, what we're seeing is that people like me who resisted getting the vaccine are now saying, hmm, all right, I, mm. exactly. This is why I didn't do all this. And people who got the vaccine are going, wait. We, we got sold a bill of goods. Well, and Deborah Burke took a back seat to Fauci. Yeah. And now it's apparent why. they She was quiet. She was yeah. kind of snuffed out, you know? The, but the articles are clear, Glenn, or, or the uh, most of what I've read in the press, is that behind the scenes, she was probably more influential than Fauci yeah. at, at driving White House policy toward lockdowns and mandates. So we'll get to a little bit more of that after this from our helpful sponsors here on Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. More to come. Y'all stick with us. We'll be right back. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're talking today with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson Real Estate Team. Greg, there's a question that's on a lot of people's minds these days, and that is the question of a bubble or a crash. Is there a real estate bubble, and are you concerned about a possible crash in the market future? Boy, Reese, great question. And, you know, obviously we don't have a crystal ball, but people are thinking about the crash because they remember 08, 09. There's two big differences in 2022. Number one, people have a lot of equity in their homes across this country with appreciation we've seen. Number two, all those bad loans, anybody that didn't have a job or income got a loan in 2005, 6, 7, those loans have not existed for 10, 12 years. So I think the answer is no, but call me to talk about your situation. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team, EXP Realty, at 843-251-2693 or reach them online at gregsisson.com. It's Greg Sisson and the Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.
Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour 751 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sticking with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Just before the break, we were talking about some of the incredible news that's uh, been accumulating. It's almost, uh, it's like a death by a thousand cuts. Uh, Glenn, it's hard to assimilate everything, but you put all this data together and it's very clear that we have been sold a bill of goods. Oh, some of us didn't buy, but that the public has been sold a bill of goods on this vaccine. Um, There's uh, quite a few similar uh, clips to the Tucker Carlson piece that we just played in the, in the, in the prior segment before the break, really astonishing folks. And it should be, it should be, um, front page news across the media. Yeah. But you know, you know, Reese, it's Tucker Carlson, you know, he, the left is going to tell you that, you know, that's why he's public enemy number one of the left. Oh yeah. But he does speak the truth. Yeah. He does Say, I mean, it is you got to take it as news and inform. Um, what do you want to call it? Information, In- some type of entertainment, infotainment, yeah, infotainment. Thank you. But, um, he does say a lot of things that are like right on the money. And he could not be more right, and, and he's and, discounted. And and don't forget, Glenn, he's quoting the Lancet. That's almost like quoting the the you know the the New England Journal of Medicine or the Harvard. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's a professional. Per right. publication right. it's not it's it's not the left wing or the right wing media it's a professional medical journal who's now saying look you're more likely if you're of a certain age group uh, if you're biden's age group you're actually more likely way more likely almost twice as likely to get covid if you've been vaccinated well and my parents are two people that decided not to get the vaccine dad is going to be 90 in oh two weeks um and mom's in her 80s um uh, they have not gotten COVID. Yeah, and they were not vaccinated. And 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 I think when we figure out finally, and I and I think ultimately, it's like we say many times on this show: hear the truth. The truth will set you free. The only thing we have to go after here is the truth, folks. We're not, you know, it's not an agenda. We just want to know the truth. We want to know what happened, why this, uh, why this vaccine was rushed, why the data was fudged. We're now. Uh, aware of, of of several accounts that indicate the data was in fact fudged um, by various big pharma uh, reps, executives, uh, constituents. This uh, defenders of federal officials, including President De- Biden, who declared one year ago that people who received COVID vaccines would not contract the disease argue now that the science changes over time. And do you remember that, Glenn? You remember mm-hmm. when, the, of course, the president famously observed, we have a pandemic of the unvaxxed? Right. Yeah. Okay. And then the, and then you, but you would see, uh, so you were told it was your responsibility to get vaccinated because you didn't want to be responsible for passing the vaccine to somebody else. Your your kids could bring it home and give it to their mom, yes. their grandparents, and kill them. And then, and then you would see advertising from the CDC I re- you remember these billboards probably uh, herd immunity mm-hmm. isn't it worth a shot? We and that kind of like dropped off the yeah, face we're, of the we're, earth. Have what you ha- seen any of those billboards lately? No. What happened to herd immunity? Yeah. What happened to that billboard? I mean, right. that guy did a pretty good piece of artwork <laughs> on that billboard. I liked it. I don't know if it had a cow on it or what, but I remember it was a it was a touching graphic. <laughs> you should have won a Chick Fil A. It might have been Chick Fil A. Okay, okay. Might have been Chick Fil A. Uh, so I scratched that, strike that from the record. But the the. The message has been subtly moving over time, 
And and now it dawned on me last week. I heard a CDC uh, promo, a spot, a public a public address, uh, announcement. Uh, sir, what do they call it? PSA, public mm-hmm. service announcement. Mm-hmm. And the message from the CDC that they're currently airing is get the boot, get the shot because it will help protect you. It, it and it might even she might even have said may, but it will help protect you from the worst COVID outcomes. So basically it might help you not die. Right. It may help it may help protect you from the worst possible COVID. Out- what is that? Well, it works because hospitals aren't overrun anymore now, you know? So that that jab is obviously keeping people out of the hospital, right? If we had gone to hundreds of, <laughs> of a millions of Americans at, at the outset of all this. Right. If we'd gone to hundreds of a million of millions of Americans in in March of 2020 and said, "Take this experimental jab, it may help protect you from the worst possible COVID outcomes." Right. Who would have taken it? Nobody. Nobody. Um, real quick. But the science uh, changes over time. Uh, G-Ray on the PCRX yeah. Mobile Outfitters text line. He wants to know how long it'll take, how long do you think it'll take till the far left will admit the truth of the vaccine and then blame it all on Trump? Oh, it'll come. So, yeah, yeah, it was Trump's. We had said somehow, that. Somehow had, it'll all be Trump's We had Trump's said fault. that eventually because it could be a double-edged sword for him. He, yeah. he got it. Got it, rushed it, got the vaccine done, and then we said that could come back and haunt. Well, and Burks says in her book that she misrepresented things to Trump. Wow. She says that. So, And and you heard Tucker Carlson in that clip that we played right. say, when is she, when is she going to be criminally prosecuted? Right. Um, uh, but the white, going back to this piece that we were reading, the White House coronavirus, even though they say the science is changing, the White House coronavirus coordinator said at the time that the, that the uh, vaccines were rolled out. She said in an interview Friday she wasn't surprised that people who are quadruple vaccinated, including Biden and Fauci, contracted the disease. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection, and I think we overplayed the vaccines, wow. Burks told Neil Cavuto on Fox She's promoting a new book where she confesses that she manipulated data and quietly altered CDC guidance without authorization. I mean, you know, and, and it goes on and on. But it's, well, now, it's that sound, now that does sound criminal, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah. If you altered CDC information, you know, and I, and I found and if you look, I, I see lots of, uh, of advertisements uh, or not advertisements, lots of pieces online where people who have had the vaccine, people who were good citizens, have now said, I was sold a bill of goods. Yep. So, folks, we got to take a break. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors and a news break with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Stick with us. We'll be right back. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee here on Talk 94.5. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. You can tune in to Talk 94.5 every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 for all the great conservative talk and content that you've come to expect on Saturday Morning Coffee. But for all of your personal and business legal needs, I hope that you will give us a call at Davis and Boyd to discuss how we can assist you from business litigation, business consulting, 
consulting, estate planning, personal injury, including motor vehicle collisions, probate litigation, trust disputes, whatever your litigation or other legal needs may be, give us a call to see if our legal team of professionals at Davis and Boyd can assist you with those needs. Call me, Reese Boyd, at 843-839-9800 or reach us online at davisboydlaw.com. It's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law, ready to be your choice for lawyers here on the Grand Strand. This is 94.5 WTKN. Merle's Inlet, Myrtle Beach. Liz Calloway with Nick Summers, weekday mornings at 6 on Talk 94.5. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save it. He's a prison shaker. He's a chain breaker. Yes, he is. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee 807 on your Saturday morning. You've made it to the bonus second cup hour of Saturday Morning Coffee. Thanks for sticking with us here on the program. Just wanted to share a few more thoughts on the uh, the COVID kerfuffle, the, the uh, COVID corner update that we were discussing just before the top of the hour. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I think we're all experiencing is that the data, no matter how they want to manipulate it, no matter how they want to spin it, the data cannot be completely suppressed. And sooner or later, the truth is going to out. I just look back at my own experience. I've had clients, a client who lost a spouse. She was perfectly healthy. She took the vaccine and within a matter of a few weeks, she was gone. She immediately got sick within 48 hours after taking the vaccine. She's no longer with us. I have uh, an individual that I just interacted with a couple of weeks ago, Glenn. He had a history of illness, rheumatoid arthritis, and he was in remission, had not had symptoms for a long time, Mm -hmm. took the vaccine, immediately started having symptoms again. He can barely walk now. I've heard that the arthritic problems... And um, so, you know, the truth sooner or later is going to out, folks. And and I think those of us who have engaged in some healthy skepticism are going to be glad that we did not rush Mm -hmm. into anything. There's a very interesting film. It's fascinating. It will leave you speechless if you have not been following uh, this this news closely. If you've not been looking at the data, following it, looking at the VAERS data that's been coming in, it's not totally accurate, not fully reporting all the problems in my estimation. But if you've not been following this, there's a film you should check out. It's called Uninformed Consent. And it's from the Children's Health Defense Organization, the Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Foundation, that's done a ton of research and independent work on this topic. But it's available through their website. And it's a it's a it's a two part internet it doesn't cost anything to look at it. You can check it out. I've posted a link to the film on the website, 
uh, Glenn, you can go to Saturday Morning Coffee on Facebook, excuse me, on the, on the Saturday Morning Coffee Facebook page. You'll find a link to the film Uninformed Consent. We talked about that on the Liz Calloway show on Friday. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to try to boil that film down into a segment or two, give you guys the highlights, but it runs through all the problems that have been reported, or not all the problems, but the majority, all the news, the problems with, you know, healthy high school athletes getting sick, going to the hospital as a result of the vaccine, kids having life-altering, you know, the, uh, the epidemic of stillbirth. Yeah. It's an absolute epidemic because of, most would tell you, because of this vaccine. And, and, and these are not uh, uh, country doctors. These right. are yeah. nationally prominent, you know, leaders in the health field kind of, and and it's a might tr- trust a country doctor more so yeah yeah than well the, i mean it's like you know? these are these are these are these are these are not isolated events this is not and so it's and but i agree with you, you sometimes you have to trust the country doctor more than the the guy from the, yeah. the guy from boston but nonetheless it's a fascinating film people should check it out i posted a link to it on the uh, on the facebook page for the program on the PCR's mobile yeah. outfitters text line, Art Ruffalicious text this in. They destroyed your jobs. They banned you saying goodbye to your dying relatives. They bullied you into making decisions you otherwise would not have made. They wrecked your child's mental health, burnt your salary with record inflation, protected criminals, laughed at your pain as unfounded. Now they're hoping that you forgot. Yeah, they want you to forget all that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to, no, we won't forget, Art. We won't forget. Trust me, nobody is forgetting anything. And I think you see that, uh, Glenn. We'll try to get to that. But it was a clean sweep in Arizona for America First candidates. People want to fix this country. They know this country needs fixing. And they're sick and tired of where we are and where we have been for the last uh, couple of years. Uh, Look at the borders in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, we, so we'll try to get to that. Right now, however, we are joined by two very special guests here on the program. Joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee to talk about one of the bright spots in our culture and in our society, certainly here locally. They are both with Christian Academy. We're joined by Kate Cannon, who is the head of school. And we're also joined by Nancy Henry, who is... Nancy, I don't know what your title is, not that it really matters, but what are you, what, what is your title at... Christian Academy. Let's just say I've come back to help. You've come back. Um, she's come back to help. <laughs> okay. At Christian Academy. She's. Uh, I'm chief, one of the administrators. Chief, chief, uh, chief helper. There are all kinds of titles you could probably wear and wear them well. So. Well, at times they call me administrator emeritus, but I think that sounds like I'm just old. So I think it sounds like you wear a lot of hats. Yeah. <laughs> you wear a lot of hats, don't you? It sounds. It sounds wise. Yeah. Sounds uh, uh, seasoned and wise. So I am welcome to the program, Miss Cannon. Good to have you with us. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for having us. And yes, she is wise. I can verify that you can, all day long. You can verify that all day long. Well, you know, we have we've been talking about this for a while. Uh, I have two kids at uh, Christian Academy. We have been greatly blessed to have uh, been you know, fortunate enough to find you guys and join uh, the family there at Christian Academy. So we've been talking for a while about getting you on the, on the show, letting you share kind of the vision of Christian Academy. And not everybody knows, of course, that Christian Academy is here in Myrtle Beach. It, you know, my kids were in uh, public school. We were uh, enjoying public school and uh, everything was going well. Then COVID happened. And the process went online and schools were closed. And after a while, we were like, no, we are ready to get our kids back in a real school. And we started looking for alternatives to 
the virtual, and eventually found our way to Christian Academy. So, and it's been a great blessing. You guys have richly blessed our family by the what, what by what y'all and the school are pouring into our kids uh, each day. So it's been it's been a great blessing to us. So we we certainly um, have enjoyed our experience. So. Well, thank you for that, and we're so glad that your family is is there. And it's just a real, it's a humbling honor to even be able to serve the people of of the Myrtle Beach and, and Greater Grand Strand area. Um, we're we're just very grateful for that. And I know we were talking the other day just a little bit about the school, and you brought up the mission or the vision of the school. And it's yeah. really it's pretty simple. It's it's academic excellence in a Christ centered environment. Yeah. So that is the mission there every day, and that is. Um, what we humbly aim to do. Um, it's not a perfect place. Miss Henry and I often talk about that, but um, we certainly are, are blessed and grateful that we have a Christian K-12 school yeah. in this area. How, how long has Christian Academy been here in Myrtle Beach? Um, it, it really began um, with a, a group of parents in the late 1990s who were interested in trying to find a way to bring um, the Bible and moral education to um, this area through not just really compromising um, the academic um, pieces, but mm-hmm. um, really teaching both things, and it can both be done well. So yeah. having the Bible as a foundation um, for truth and for wisdom and for learning and for knowledge, and then also not compromising any of the academic pieces that so many parents, I'm sure like you, are interested in making sure that that is done well. So um, our core subjects are five, math, science, English, history, and of course the Bible. So we're very yeah. grateful for that. Yeah, I think it's so important, and I didn't really uh, appreciate this until later in life. Certainly, I didn't necessarily uh, appreciate it. By the way, I will just share this. This is a personal observation. <laughs> you, when I was a kid, I grew up in Conway, and there was at the time a private school in Conway by the it was uh, Waccamaw Academy. Yes, I don't know if you remember. You might remember Waccamaw Academy. Yes. And the uh, the headmaster at the time, your head of school, correct? Yes, yes. The headmaster was a was a gentleman. I think uh, he was a, a Mr. Rudisil, and Mr. Rudisil was terrifying. He was so intimidating. He looked, uh, you know, seven feet tall and about three hundred and twenty five pounds, and I was terrified of Mr. Rudisil. I don't. Do you terrify students? I think. You, <laughs> are you able to pull that off? She looked like she was going to be uh, very terrifying. I don't, I don't think you're terrified. Uh, uh. Well, you would have to ask my husband about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on a bad day, yeah. Oh my goodness. I, we try to love children, honestly, but there yeah. are there are rules, and I I do, and Miss Henry, and and all of us expect that students understand what those rules are, and they're put in place for their safety and yeah. to help them become good citizens in the future. So, um, it's I think it's a little bit less about terrifying as it maybe was twenty or thirty. 30 or 40 years ago, but um, more about helping to lead and guide in a way that is nurturing, but also has very high expectations. Yeah. I bet you don't have any kids in your school that identify as cats, do you? No, sir. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. We've, we've talked about that on another show uh, recently. You know, the ears, they're even putting like kitty litter boxes in the bathrooms for these kids. I mean, it's, you got to be kidding me. It's uh, <laughs> it's unbelievable. You know, it's we, we talked about that this week. It, it, you can teach kids a lot of facts as you were just mm-hmm. alluding to you can fill their, your, their their minds with information but unless you have something as a foundation unless you're grounded in a christian worldview or a biblical worldview um you're you're not you're not going to you're not going to have a good result you're not going to have the you know you know you're not going to have the 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 outcome that you that you want to have that you want for your kids 
Right. That's really fundamental to what we're doing. Um, I think we referenced this earlier, but we oftentimes talk about the Bible being God's perfect textbook for us. Mm -hmm. And certainly we use a comprehensive uh, list of resources for curriculum. But really at the foundation, the plumb line is what does God's word say? Uh, You talked about Miss Cannon, whether she was scary or not, or Mm -hmm. if a student were to come into me, whether I'm scary or not. I oftentimes say to a student, it doesn't really matter in a lot of ways, what I think about the choice you made, it yeah. does matter what God's word said. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's talk about that. Let's Amen. just talk about that for a minute, because a lot of what we're doing at Christian Academy is really trying to help young people identify and grow the gifts that God's given them. And they may be academic. They may be in the arts. They may be in within athletics. It may be leadership. It may be a combination of those. But because we have the freedom to really talk about who God is and what Christ has done for us, um, according to what his word says, it is, it's incredibly freeing to be able to do that in the academic setting Mm -hmm. because I grew up in, in, um, never within a Christian school environment or private school environment, totally within public schools. And I had a wonderful experience. Um, what we're able to do at Christian Academy is really look at fusing faith with learning and not really having to compromise either side so they can grow spiritually and grow the intellectual gifts that God's given them. Yeah. And that plumb line, you referenced it, is so very important, mm-hmm. which is God's word. Yeah. And I think also to eliminate confusion. You know, there's yes. so much confusion in the world, and so those are the things we are trying to help them do. And, yeah. and it's the number one selling book in history. Why would you not want to study that in school? Yeah. And the fact that the bible never changes that god's word no matter what this world goes through you can always go back to that and get centered but it never changes it never absolutely changes. absolutely that's really foundational to what happens again it's not a perfect place but there's such opportunity when you have the freedom to do that yeah. and to partner with parents who are really um trying to teach the same things at home mm-hmm. and so if in oftentimes you have the church um and the the home and the school in that partnership. And that really is strong when you have all three of those um, components. Yeah. I think parents obviously are a key component, everything in the church as well in in this particular. Well, we believe that the parent is the primary educator because we believe that's what God teaches. So, you know, when they choose Christian Academy, uh, Miss Cannon said this several times, but we are so humbled um, to have that opportunity. We truly are. It's it's a great blessing. The school started with a prayerful group of people back in the 90s. And to think about the things they prayed for at that time and mm-hmm. to see those come into fruition, yeah. the only thing that can explain that is really God's goodness. And so yeah. um, he is preeminent there. So. It's been a it's been a great blessing to be a part of it, and you know one of the things that you just said, Nancy, that uh, that um, it really is it's a great to, it's great to be part of something where you know God's working in it, and you're 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 developing these young people uh, to to fulfill their God given talents and their potential, and 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 you when you do that, you, of course you're going to be fruitful because that's what everybody wants, and uh, and God's blessed it. And that's just wonderful. Well, we do love the Boyd family, and we're grateful that you all joined us. Um, I had a couple more questions. Y'all want to stick through a break? We would love to. We're going to take a little break, uh, earn a little money, and we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more Saturday morning coffee and more uh, from our friends at Christian Academy. We'll be right back. Stick with us, y'all. Don't leave town. We've all found ourselves worn out. 
from the same old fire. We've all run a thing. Text us, 843-798-TALK. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Liz Callaway here for Conway Ford, your hometown dealership and winner of the 2021 Ford Precedence Award. To earn the Precedence Award, dealerships must exceed customer expectations in every department. And that's exactly what we do at Conway Ford. Whether you're buying a vehicle, getting one serviced, or just doing some window shopping, we want your experience to be a memorable one. Our buying experience is better than our competitors. We guarantee it. For the best buying experience, take the short drive to Conway Ford and let us exceed your expectations. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour 825 on your Saturday morning. Joined here in the studio this morning by two very special guests. We're, do- we're talking to Kate Cannon and Nancy Henry, both with Christian Academy here in Myrtle Beach. And uh, one thing we didn't talk about uh, yet, Kate, is you previously were a history teacher before you became head of school. And I think one of the interesting things, you know, we've talked on this program quite a bit about how surveys today show that millennials younger generations people coming out of college are less patriotic less generally speaking love and approval and sort of patriotic feelings for their country than prior generations and we've we've had segments on this show about what is that and we see of course we see a general decline in society there's tons of problems out there it's a, it's a and so you and I had a brief conversation at the school about you know does uh, does education uh, reflect that, or is it a cause of that, or is it a mixture of both? But you know, one of the things that y'all have is a really carefully um, developed curriculum that does reflect a Christian worldview. And you know, I, I grew up at a in a public school environment, but I grew up in a time when I think kids were taught to be very patriotic. I remember uh, going to college. And I had some professor quoting Howard Zinn, you know, reading Howard Zinn, The People's History of the United States. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what is all this? You know, but I, but I was grounded enough to kind of get through that and, work, and, and sort all that out and, and, and see the truth for what it is. But how do you guys uh, approach curriculum as it relates to history and things like that? Because you were a history teacher. Sure. That's important. Yeah. Oh, it very much is. What What is taught is what students will believe. And it's yeah. because they respect their teachers for the most part. So... Um, you know, we do use uh, many different textbooks and different curriculums. Um, they're not all biblically based, but it's because our teachers are really trained to teach from a biblical worldview. And we're accredited with several agencies, one of which is ACSI, which is the Association of Christian Schools International. And um, 
within that framework, we're able to choose textbooks that we um, believe to be best for our young people and that um, are the best for, for teaching a biblical worldview. But we also trust our teachers tremendously, and we have a fine faculty and staff. They are called and committed and caring educators that um, I just really cannot speak highly enough about. Um, When I was teaching history, Reese, I I was so thankful to be able to see that there were different ways to teach the same content. And so part of the challenge there for our students is to bring forth different ideas and ask them to evaluate that within the framework of God's Word. So I would present different, you know, uh, topics to them and from different perspectives, and we would ask them to consider what would God's word say about this? And you referenced the Zen text, um, the people's history. And so the, the um, anti-Zen text is really the Patriot's history that was written by Schweikert and Allen. And that was one of the core three textbooks that I was uh, privileged and fortunate enough to use in that time yeah. um, to teach our juniors and seniors, whoever happened to be in my class that year, um, different perspectives about U.S. history. And one of our core values is for them to really become patriotic and know that um, this country was founded on biblical ideals and uh, we don't want to lose that. So as I was praying about that this summer and we were approaching the 4th of July, I thought a lot about and prayed a lot about what do I want to share with our families and our grandparents and our students um, from that point in history. And I wrote a little um, summary of of little small things that were done in the mid-1700s that hopefully have allowed us to come to where we are today as um, a faith-based Christian, biblically centered school, but also nation. And that doesn't mean that other religions shouldn't be or aren't welcome in our country. I think we have the freedom of religion, and it's so important to remember that that should be protected. Um, But we do want our students to understand from where they came, and and that's important. Yeah, it is incredibly important. And, you know, one of the things that uh, I'm always reminded of, sometimes you, you hear discussions, you'll say, well, we're not we're not a Christian nation. We have the separation of church and state, but we are. It's it's undeniably, it's historically um, a certainty that we were founded on a Judeo-Christian worldview. And There's so, no doubt. Yeah, and so some of the people who would sit there and complain, they say, "Well, we're not a Christian nation. You you know, don't forget about the church and state. We're a secular state." If if the if the Constitution, if the framing documents had not been drafted by, you know, religious dissenters who had been persecuted for their religious beliefs, our founding documents would have looked a lot different. And, and those people who complain today about us not being a Christian nation, uh, they probably wouldn't have the freedom to do that. <laughs> so, none, none of us would, really. None of us I would. mean, that's exactly. the reality. Correct. So, so I know school's about to start. Is there anything that you guys would like to share about Christian Academy in closing? And if, if folks want to learn more about Christian Academy, how can they find out about uh, the school and, and all the things that, it, that you guys offer? Sure. Thank you. Um, we have a fabulous director of development and admissions. Her name is Kat Elks. And if you have questions about the school, please visit our website or you can give her a call. Um, we are always happy to share what we do at Christian Academy with anyone who is interested to come and see what we do there. Um, and we have just an exciting year coming up. I'm so I'm so much looking forward to what God is getting ready to do. And school opens on August 17th. And interestingly, we were open um one of the first schools, I think, in the area maybe to open mm-hmm. during that that COVID time. And I was very grateful to Mrs. Henry and yeah. Marty Williams for helping us set up the ways to reopen school safely and in, yeah. in, a, in a way that would be allowing in-person education five days a week. So we've really been blessed by that. And we can tell you're excited. 
I mean, you I can't <laughs> wait. Naturally yeah. excited about the school year. Is there a waiting list to get into the school? Is, um, are you there know, still openings? That is so interesting because um, people will come anytime. We don't. We have an open enrollment there, which means that we can enroll if we have spaces in the classrooms. But we really are committed to keeping our class sizes at a reasonable amount. That ratio from students to teachers. So um, we're we're very grateful. We do have some spaces available, and if anyone is interested, please just visit our website. We would love to love to talk with you. Cool. What is the website? www.christianacademysaints.org christianacademysaints.org Miss Henry, any final thoughts you want to share? It's been fun having the flurry of activity as school is about to start. So we would love to meet you if you're interested in Christian school in the area as we really do strive to provide that academically excellent environment. Well, And the the excitement with Kate, you would think it's Christmas coming, but it's the school year. It's just getting back to school. She's excited. I'm curious how many of the kids are. I know my kids are excited. (laughs) They're they're ready to get back. They're well, ready for a routine. I tell these children when I put them into the car on the yeah. last day of school, this is the saddest day for me. I can't <laughs> wait for you to come back. So, and they are like, "Summer, yay! Uh, we're so excited." Well, so. we are we are so thrilled to have had you guys with us. I know there's lots of events coming up during the school year as things happen at Christian Academy. If you want us to help you help you publicize them, come back yeah. anytime. Always happy well, to have you. We appreciate that so much, Reese. Thank you again for having us. Yeah, and any fundraising, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. We always need that, yeah. folks. It's uh, Christian. Academy. Find them online at ChristianAcademySaints.org. Did I get that right? Yes. ChristianAcademySaints.org. Right. And we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. And more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee here on Talk 94.5. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. You can tune in to Talk 94.5 every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 for all the great conservative talk and content that you've come to expect on Saturday Morning Coffee. But for all of your personal and business legal needs, I hope that you will give us a call at Davis and Boyd to discuss how we can assist you. From business litigation, business consulting, estate planning, personal injury, including motor vehicle collisions, probate litigation, trust disputes, whatever your litigation or other legal needs may be, give us a call to see if our legal team of professionals at Davis and Boyd can assist you with those needs. Call me, Reese Boyd, at 843-839-9800 or reach us online at davisboydlaw.com. It's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law, ready to be your choice for lawyers here on the Grand Strand. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here today talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services. Scott, we've seen a lot of volatility in the market over the last few months. A lot of shareholder value seems to have evaporated. How are you counseling your clients to deal with tough times in a very volatile market? As long as we continue to keep our process and our planning in place, that we know where we're going and we have shifted to a get paid while you wait scenario. We've increased the dividends and the interest to get paid while you wait, but be careful of order takers and advisors or so-called salesmen with licenses out there. Have a true advisor. 
folks, that's great financial advice from Scott Pyle and Pyle Financial Services. To get real advice from a real advisor, contact them online at pylefinancialservices.com or reach them anytime at 843-945-4480. Pyle Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour 837 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us here on the big show. I want to thank uh, Kate Cannon and Nancy Henry from Christian Academy for joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee this morning. What a great gr- bunch of ladies. Oh, and their and their excitement is contagious. Oh, I isn't mean, she just bubbling? They light up the room. Yeah. Um, uh, you can just tell, like I said, it's like Christmas coming for Kate, but they really light up the room and... Um, I actually, as they were leaving, I kind of felt myself almost getting emotional uh, because of the good things that they do. It, it makes me feel good. Well, and I'll tell you, Glenn, I have, uh, I have, of course, been to the school many times now that my kids are there. And uh, one of the things that you go through, that you walk through the halls and you see photographs of all the acad- academic uh, awards and the, and the photographs of the athletic teams, and you just you get a sense of how many wonderful kids that the school is turning out who have been grounded, not just educated, but grounded, Mm -hmm. given a foundation in that biblical worldview that we're talking about. And, and you can know, you can know every fact there is known to man, but if you're not grounded in something, you're just a a ship without a sail and just bobbing up and down on the wave. So, you know, that the way you view the world helps you sort out the things that you know because it's sorting knowing things is is one thing there's this the distinction between knowledge and wisdom you can know a whole bunch of stuff but if you don't have the tools to sort through and sift it and refine it and reflect on it and make value judgments based on what you know then you're not you're not fully equipped and they are they're, they're just equipping kids and it's, it's just a wonderful thing to be a part of we've been greatly blessed and you can tell god's light shines through both of them oh yeah it's, I mean, a, it's just a, a and it is contagious because it gave me that warm you know like people you like to be around you know positive people that's oh yeah it's <sighs> uh so true speaking of other outstanding upstanding and uh and worthwhile organizations we're also joined here on the show at this moment by dave wilson dave is uh president of the palmetto family council uh, in columbia and he joins us here to bring us up to date on what's going on at palmetto family and what's happening what will be happening in the legislature and all the things going on in in, in washington and elsewhere that we need to be aware of dave good morning welcome to the program good morning guys yeah the aroma uh, you could you, as i was listening 
Glenn puts me on hold, and I'm listening to the conversation that you're having with the folks from Christian Academy, and it's just like the aroma wafted itself over here to the Midlands of South Carolina because <laughs> you just, you're right, it's contagious. Yeah. And I think that is one of the things that, you know, when we look at the world, when we look at the biblical worldview that we come from, uh, so many of us come from uh, the, the founding of America, while we're, we're founded on these principles, there are so many forces, guys, that are working so hard right now to, to try to flow us in a different direction. And, and that is one of those things, that, as I was listening to the conversation that you were having, it made me realize how much things like our public library, our public school library, are, are indoctrinating and, and putting in front of our children the materials that you just sit there and go, you really want to flow as counterculture to the foundation of America? Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, we're, we're going to be having a press conference up in Spartanburg on Monday with our friend, Senator Josh Kimball, talking about the books that are available in the kids' sections of libraries that are trying to indoctrinate them into a different worldview than we hold. Yeah. And, and it is just, it, it really kind of breaks your heart when you sit there and go, there are people who are literally trying to turn our children away from the foundational beliefs that we have to a worldview that says, you know, it's all about your sexuality, it's all about your gender, how you feel, your gender identity, not how God created you. And, and that is one of those places where we're working at Tom and a Family yeah. to ensure that parents are able to step in and have that voice inside the realm of public education, around the realm of what's available for my kids on the bookshelves at my local library. Yeah. Well, and, and, as, and that is just so important. Yeah, as believers, Dave, we know that actually, you know, we see the things happening in the world around us, and we may look at it in terms of a school board election or, or various things, but we know we're actually fighting a spiritual battle, that it's a, yeah. very much a, a spiritual uh, contest between, between good and evil. And, it is. It's kind of like when, when Eli, in the story of Elisha where he says, you know, help, help you know, people to see what's going on around them and open up their eyes. And yeah. you begin to recognize there are things that are happening in the world around us right now that we sometimes look at and we go, this just doesn't make sense. And you were talking about patriotism earlier. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember, uh, probably it was the same for you in school. We started every day with the Pledge of Allegiance at our school. Yep. And it developed a, a mentality towards a respect for America, a respect for the values that we have, our foundation as a country. And I think you're seeing a lot of people making choices, a lot of parents making choices about how they want to educate their children. Yeah. And, and, and do you do that in the public school? Do you have public schools that you can trust? Do you do that in a private school like Christian Academy? Do you homeschool? I, I actually uh, I teach a class at a, at a hybrid homeschool co-op right now, teaching government to help our students understand, guess what? The separation of church and state is not constitutional, because guess what? It's not in the document. No. I walk into class on the very first day of class, and I hold up $1,000. And I say, the moment you find this constitutional separation of church and state, this money is yours. <laughs> and it's amazing to watch kids salivate. Yeah. And I, like, I walk away every single time going, y'all, I just, all I did was just throw the hook out there for you to make you look and study these documents yourself and yeah. see for yourself Here's what the reality is. Instead of the bill of goods that we've been sold by today's culture, 
that's trying to get us to move in a different direction. Well, and, and I think, uh, Dave, most people have not appreciated this in the past, but they're coming around to the idea. They're, they're learning, as we say, <clears throat> as we said earlier in the show, truth is truth. And it's a stubborn thing. It, it, you, can, you can try to mask it. You can try to hide it. You can try to bury it, but it, it doesn't go away. It's still there. We had some very bad Supreme Court decisions in the 60s and 70s that really twisted that idea of the separation of church and state on its head. Um, but I think when the founders developed the, the First Amendment and, and they didn't want the United States of America to be a sectarian nation, they didn't want it to be a Baptist nation, they didn't want it to be a particular branch of any religion, Christianity or otherwise, but they, they wanted people to have religious freedom. But that doesn't mean, as we, as we were discussing earlier, that doesn't mean that we weren't founded on Judeo-Christian principles, because we clearly were. Now, and that's the thing, when you go back talking about the Supreme Court, Reese, you know, in the last few weeks of their session, they came out with some amazing decisions and cases. And, and, and you know, the Dobbs case, the overturn of Roe v. Wade, yeah. is probably seen by most people today as that, that's the biggest issue. And I totally disagree, not because of my pro-life stance, mm-hmm. but because I think the Coach Kennedy case. Because I was with Coach Kennedy in Arizona a few weeks ago with, with my fellow Family Policy Council president as we were all meeting together and discussing what's going to be going on as we get into, 20, into 2022, the election, and going into 2023 in our various states. And Coach Kennedy was there, and, and the case of the coach being able to pray on the 50-yard line at the end of the game privately, whether people come around him or not, was an amazing statement about religious freedom in America. And I think that that case, probably more so than the Dobbs case, which is tremendous and huge, I think the Kennedy case has a a bigger impact for us as believers in America today because our fundamental religious rights were reasserted and guaranteed by that Supreme Court decision. And Reese, I think that right there is one of the biggest things that makes America, America. Yeah. I I couldn't agree with you more. I think, I think the Kennedy case is huge. Um, It is uh, the first amendment for a reason. It is, you know, we, we, we talk about in law school, how the first amendment is a sort of a first among equals, they're all the same, but the first is first. And I think right. you're, you're right. I think that more than anything, fa- the founders were concerned about people having the freedom uh, to worship and exercise their uh, political and, and, and religious thoughts as they see fit. And, and, and with complete uh, freedom to do so in the public square, so long as we're not, uh, you know, burning things down or, or harming other people. You know, it, it, well, it's, and it's so funny. It's so funny, too, because I got interviewed by a reporter from NPR, mm-hmm. and and the questions that she were asking, I'm a recovering journalist, so I understand what she's doing. I get She's giving me leading questions to fit the narrative of her story. And I told her, I said, I want you to understand something. The, the freedom of religion that I have as an American, based upon the First Amendment, is the very same First Amendment that you have to be able to use your job in freedom of the press. As a matter of fact, in the enumeration of those rights, my right for religious freedom becomes comes before your right of freedom of the press in the very same First Amendment. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is the place. 
for religious freedom, freedom of the press, freedom to gather together and, and have a redress of grievances to your government is the is some fundamental aspects that I really hope, and, and listening to the conversation we have from, from uh, with the folks from Christian Academy, as you think as a parent, as you're talking about things as a grand, I'm, as a grandfather, I sit here now and I go, I want my grandson and my future grandchildren to know and understand what their rights are as Americans. Because at this point in time, where God has you, you have a responsibility to uphold that religious freedom so that more people can hear about Jesus Christ and have their lives changed. Amen. Uh, I think you're right, uh, Dave. I think that I think the Kennedy case is is going to be a a very important case for us going forward. I think the Dobbs case is also going to be important because it's going to the the substantive due process cases obviously have an impact that goes far uh, into the future beyond just abortion but all that remains to be seen listen we've got to take a short uh, break can you uh, stick with us through a commercial break i will gladly let you have a an obscene commercial break so right. that you can keep doing what you're doing folks we're talking to dave wilson with palmetto family council after these words from our kind sponsors we'll be right back with more saturday morning coffee i'm reese boyd don't leave town she's crossing muddy water Saturday morning coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here today talking with Brian Sweeney of the Lake Agency SC, insurance experts here along the Grand Strand. So, Brian, we're right in the middle of hurricane season. Any words of wisdom for our insurance customers in the audience? Yes, indeed. It is in the middle of hurricane season, and you have to be very careful. You have to make sure that your roof has been properly maintained, because if it isn't, uh, you're going to have a very difficult time getting wind and hail insurance, especially if you're east of 17 business. Another thing that you really have to be concerned about is flooding. These are two different issues, but very important. We would love to have the opportunity to take a look at your insurance programs to see if we can help you save money. Folks, that's great insurance advice from Brian Sweeney, the Lake Agency SC. Reach them online at the LakeAgencySCLLC.com or reach them at 855-525-3467. The Lake Agency, your choice for insurance experts here along the Grand Strand. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. Pamblers in the Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.53, excuse me, 8.53 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sticking with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. You've made it to the parting wisdom segment of Saturday Morning Coffee. We're still talking with Dave Wilson. Dave is with the Palmetto Family Council in Columbia, of which I've 
pleased to serve as a board member for Palmetto Family Council, one of the great organizations out in the public sphere, the the public arena in Columbia, doing uh, doing the Lord's work, trying to uh, keep the family uh, protected and sacrosanct. It is the building block of our society, folks, so we're, we need to defend it. And uh, that's what Dave and his team do every day, and particularly when the legislature is in session, um, but all throughout the year. So we encourage you to follow PFC, Palmetto Family Online, follow them online, support them, and uh, and uh, uh, they're doing they're doing very important work. So, Dave, I wanted to ask you. Um, you know, you mentioned we were talking about the the Dobbs case and and the Kennedy case um, and how important they are. I really think you know Dobbs is is important because uh, people may not have followed the comment I made there just before the break. Hopefully, Dobbs ultimately is going to stand for the proposition that the Supreme Court is going to get back to litigating things that are actually in the Constitution and not litigating things that aren't, which... You mean realizing that they're not a legislative branch? Yeah, basically, exactly. I mean, what a novel concept yeah. that we actually have Supreme Court justices that are doing the judicial work, not legislative. Yeah, yeah I agree so with you on that one. Hopefully, that will, hopefully, if we can maintain a sensible conservative majority on the court into the next, you know, 10, 15 years... Uh, hopefully that will be the result. But uh, one thing I did want to ask you about talking about these, uh, other than the Christian worldview, these competing doctrine doctrines making their way into our schools. Um, I noticed a couple of uh, months ago, Palmetto Family put out an epi- uh, an issue of its magazine that had critical race theory, uh, a story about critical race theory. I don't have it in front of me, but it is is obviously yeah, it, was a, it was a headline on Palmetto Family Matters magazine. Yeah, was- yeah, yeah. And, and so what, what is your take on how prevalent those teachings are in South Carolina? Uh, I'm sure we probably don't have as big a, a, an issue with that as some other states, but what, what, do you, what is your current assessment of where we are with that? I, I, I think more often than not, Reese, while they say that it is not being taught, the premises of critical race theory are getting, they're, they're dripping into our education. I mean, it's kind of like standing in front of the coffee maker and watching it drip, drip, drip. It is coming in there because there's just a mentality, and it's 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 rooted back in how many of our educators are prepared to go into the classroom <clears throat> because what they are taught and how they are taught in the, in our education schools across our state and across the nation really begins to indoctrinate them into this critical race theory type of idea. And, and we go into some of that in the article in the magazine. You can see more of that at palmettafamily.org. Um, but we're working across the state right now to identify those opportunities. So we ask folks all the time, and, and this is our, our mantra, we are the guardrails protecting the culture of South Carolina. And every person who is a Bible-believing follower of Jesus, we're asking you to be a reflector of Jesus on the guardrail in your community where you are. You know, what's happening in Conway may be a little bit different than what's happening in Greenwood or maybe something different than what's happening in Clarendon County. But as we think about these things and as you hear something going on, like there's the gender queer book that's, that's in the library in Spartanburg, you got to ask yourself, is it my library in Merle's Inlet? Yeah. Is, is the book Flamer, which I can't even put – Reese, this is a book that's available in the Richland 2 School Library. I can't put the images – from the book on the Palmetto Family website because they're pornographic. Oh, my goodness. And this is in a school in South Carolina 
Dave, we're coming up against a hard break at the end of the show. I want to thank you for all the work that you guys are doing at Palmetto Family. If folks want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Download the Palmetto Family app. Just look up Palmetto Family on the app. Listen to the fastest growing conservative podcast. Listen to the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. But also make plans to join us October 15th in Columbia. We'll be welcoming Allie Beth Stuckey. It's the only Saturday in South Carolina where uh, Clemson's out of the state and Carolina's got to buy. All right. So make plans to be to Columbia October Very good. 15th. Dave, we got to run. Thanks for joining us here on the show, folks. Let me leave you with this bit of wisdom from the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Folks, that's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Thanks for joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. We'll see you next week. Y'all be blessed. Have a great week. for Saturday Morning Coffee here. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.